solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 10. The House of Gaunt. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. I'm Alex. And I'm Ron. And this, and this is Potter, Potter Watch. Watch. Close enough. Perfection. <laughs> um, we're still working out the delay and saying things all together. <laughs> it sounded um, good on my end. <laughs> yeah, so we are, have a special guest today for chapter 10, The House of Gaunt. Um, Rob, who is um, friend of a friend of the show, Serafina. <laughs> just a friend just, just a, friend. a friend and not a really friend. good a friend of a friend <laughs> right 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 no rob is our friend and this has been a long time coming he's a huge harry potter fan late late in life harry potter late in the game yeah we just they... had somebody on that's reading it for the first time and doesn't know any like spoilers or anything just gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know a lot of spoilers when you were reading it? Like, did you know a lot of the stuff? I mean, I had, so I had seen the movies. Um, and oftentimes when I've already seen movies before reading the books, the books can get a little difficult because the m movies will frequently uh, at least have the major plot points. Um, mm -hmm. But it was such an easy read. I mean, they, they came out, the first book came out when I was 11 or 12. So really, I should have been like exactly the right age to start reading it. And um, I just didn't. And I had seen the movies and then went to, you know, after age 30, went to Harry Potter World uh, at Universal uh, Hollywood. And mm -hmm. just from that, I was like, okay, I'm going to read these books. I think I get it. And I ended up reading them in about three or four weeks, which for me is saying something. Yeah, I, I mean, know. once you get hooked, it really is like you don't want to stop, which I find encouraging when people say that they read it like that as an adult, because then I'm like, oh, yes, this really is as good as I remember it. Because with me, I just, Harry Potter's just a part of my life. I'm going to love it forever. So it, it really is like every time I hear of someone reading it older and really enjoying it, I'm like, okay, whew, we're good. It yeah, holds like, up. We're normal for how we yeah. think about it. Yeah. What I, what I really enjoyed that the movies, I don't think, did at all was just um, my favorite parts were when Harry was like getting ready for school, but in the wizarding world, like when he would spend, you know, weeks or the summers. Um, near Diagon Alley or when he was with uh, the Weasley like those were my favorite parts of the books was just everyday life in the wizarding world I thought was really interesting yeah we love that too it, it's just like a little slice of magical life and it's so nice yeah uh, should we get into it yeah all right well we're gonna get to know Rob in a lightning bolt round lightning scar um, all right, so what is your favorite house? My favorite house are you in? I'm sorry, what is your house? Uh, Slytherin. What is your favorite book from the Harry Potter series? Probably The Half-Blood Prince. Woo! 
All right. Um, this is kind of a two-parter. Um, what's your favorite character? And then what character would you identify the most with? And obviously it can be the same person. I'm still working out my favorite character. Um, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's it's been Snape, it's been um, Sirius Black, and it has been, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name right now. Lupin? Grindelwald, there oh. we go. Oh. Uh, but with Grindelwald, it's because it's more of a, like a two-part thing, the reason why I like him so much, and it's because of the little bit of dynamic that we get in the books and like some of the history between him and Dumbledore. So it's like this coupling of him and Dumbledore of like once having been friends and lovers and then enemies and, you know, just there, I don't know, thought it was that because of them being together at some point, then being enemies that kind of like elevates Grindelwald a little bit. Yeah. It gives it a, it gives it an extra layer. Yeah. Um, yes, that is, sure. that would be interesting and fun to act. Do you mm -hmm. like the new movies, the Fantastic Beasts movies? I actually do, and I, I like The Crimes of Grindelwald uh, apparently more than most people. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's it's certainly cluttered and a little disjointed, but I thought it was fun. It's not my favorite Harry Potter movie, but it's not my least favorite either. Yeah, I, um, I feel a similar way. Um, I think there are definitely some issues with it, but I didn't have the same, like, uh visceral hate for it that a lot mm -hmm. of the fandom seems to have um yeah uh, the characters and stuff I don't I mean some of their choices I didn't like love but yeah we just like I, seeing adults doing magic a lot and like seeing adults in the wizarding world is just like really cool I for sure love fantastic beasts more though I think that's a really well constructed fun first movie um, um, so our next lightning bolt yeah. question is similar. Um, so what character in the series, oh wait, did, did you already uh, answer this? I did not. I just gave you my favorite character. Sorry, but not the, it was asked, not what character I most identify with. Um, yes. I think I most identify with Lupin. Mm, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and what character would you like to act if we were doing like a play version or um, redoing the movies? Which one would you want to act as? Ooh. Um, Lupin is up there. Um, and one of the one of the I can't think of his name. The older Weasley brother that like works for the bank and bill yes bill? oh yeah. my gosh yes okay if i know listeners you guys can't see him but rob has an earring dangling from one ear just like bill weasley oh so i feel like you're really typecasting yourself yeah well <laughs> you know go for you sh you shouldn't play against type really right exactly <laughs> um but will you dye your hair red yeah why not? If it, if it meant, you know, getting to professionally portray an awesome character, yeah, I'd dye my hair red. For sure. <laughs> um, what, what class would you most want to take? Ooh, I have trouble with this one a lot. Um, probably 
transfiguration. Ooh, yeah, that's a big, um, that's a big favorite for classes, I think, because like it's, it's the most useful. Yeah, it's yeah. useful and it's got the most, I feel like, uh, magical technique involved. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's, there's something to be said for uh, potions as well, just like distilling something with, you know, that's probably number two, just because you can instill a liquid or, you know, kind of an object or whatever uh, with magical properties to be used later. Right. Which I think is cool. Um, what was the hardest death for you in the series to get the over? The hardest death? Oh, who was it? I, even though I didn't like him much as a character, um, it might have been Dobby. Like, I didn't care about Dobby one way or the other, mm -hmm. uh, but there was something about the way his death was written that just like, like, okay, well, you don't have to, you know, stab me in the heart after he dies. Literally. Yeah, like you don't, <laughs> you could just do what some of the other characters where it's like, and then suddenly they realize such and such was dead. No, with Dobby, like she really had to kind of, you know, really ring it out. And Well, yeah, it just, it, Dobby hurts because it's also, Dobby symbolizes so much for me, like, young child like them as children and yeah like the second book is still so like pure and fresh so <laughs> when you kill him in the last one it's sort of just like oh yeah childhood is dead it's over and Dobby's like a pure force of good like there's right. nothing evil or bad about him annoying maybe but yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so who would you want to bring back from the death, from death, from the dead? Ooh. Who would I want? Um, probably Sirius Black. Yeah. You carry some love. Yeah, he deserves, a, you know, at times he does, he needs a little more happiness. <laughs> Just a Maybe not in book five, because he's a punk, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's great. <laughs> I love just the concept of being like Harry was just a podcast bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the first, I love the second half of book five so much. Um, like pretty much, and it's almost like a different book. It's pretty much from when uh, Arthur Weasley gets bit from that point on, it becomes a great book. But the first part was so hard <laughs> to get through I'm just like get over yourself man <laughs> I love all this stuff before they even get to Hogwarts in that book though like, oh yeah stuff at like the order and everything the order is cool but yeah even... Harry's hard to hard to stop. I mean yeah we said this a lot while we were reading the fifth one he definitely like it's earned like he has every right to be that annoying and upset but like also, it's hard to it's hard to read a book yeah. from his perspective because of it. Um, our next one is who would you take to the Yule Ball? Ooh, bookwise, 
because movie wise, it's definitely uh, it's definitely Hermione. Uh, <laughs> book wise, though, you want to take Emma Watson to the yeah, hall. that's yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it might. It, I don't know. It might still uh, might still be Hermione. Yeah. Oh no, maybe yeah. Jenny. I mean, you know, she's a little a loose. Good she's time. a little she's a little loose in book six, and that's my type of type of loose. I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Never have I let, ever heard. Let me rephrase that. Uh, as she knows what she wants. She's a little uh more open about what she likes, and that's that's my vibe. She's an honest lady. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Uh, Herm, Herm, uh, she comes into her own. I would never yeah. describe Hermione as loose. <laughs> I, yeah, I would not describe her as loose in literally any sense of the word. No, but... Jenny. Jenny is loose. <laughs> no, Jenny, <laughs> Jenny is loose. Um, what profession would you want to have in the wizarding world? Uh, wand making or wand crafting. Oh, shit. That's a yeah, that's an awesome um, answer. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit bit about your wand collection? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably what got me to read the the series in the first place. Um, was when we were in Harry Potter World and we went to the wand store and just this concept of you know the different elements that go into it and the styles and what they mean. And so, I, I've got a little bit of a wand collection. I have a, a Death Eaters wand, and I have Dumbledore's uh, wand from uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, and I That's have- That's a gorgeous wand. Yeah. Um, and I have Sirius's wand, and I have the Wand Maker's wand, not- um, Not Ollivander? No, not Ollivander, but his wand- Gregorovich? Yeah. His one and Grimorovich's one look very, as far as the designs they've released, their hilt looks, their hilt looks very, very, very similar. And they probably just used one and tweaked it slightly for the other one. Mm-hmm. You have a custom one? Uh, not yet. I'm, I have a design for a custom one that I haven't slapped together yet. Gotcha. Ooh. But, I think you would be such a great wand maker in the wizarding world. I just want to like see that future for you. Yeah, they'd be like, his wands look great. Their magical properties are crap. Uh, they don't work well. <laughs> they look beautiful. They are gorgeous. Um, games. All right, so now we have a couple games for you. Okay. Right. So we like to start off with the old favorite. Fuck, Mary kill. Sure. And this is the um, the standard first grouping, okay? Okay. Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Golden Ooh. trio. What you doing? Well, I'm killing Harry. Um, fuck, Hermione, Mary, Ron. Those two could be sw- uh, swapped as well, but that's that's what I'm leaning towards right now. That's what kill Molly Harry, fuck Hermione, marry Ron. I feel that, and I could swap them too. Yeah. Um, it depends on the day about how I feel about <laughs> that question, but I almost always kill Ron. 
I think oh. I marry Hermione a lot, but if I really think about it, I don't think that we could be married. We're too like similar. Mm. Yeah, I think it's wiser for me to marry Hermione. Than well, it see, would I be feel like I could, you know, with Hermione that in the long term, it'd probably be pretty cool, and you get to, you know, get to be with Hermione forever. But like Ron, I feel like we would just hang out and chill a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we'd get along. <laughs> Two buds. Yeah. All right. What about um? With some Marauders, Lupin, Sirius, and James Potter. Ooh. Kill James. <laughs> okay, no. Okay, we're redoing that one. Because, <laughs> because James is too easy of a kill. Yeah. Lupin, Sirius, Lily. I feel Ooh, harder. Well, that's not fair. Yeah. That's All right, well, Mary, Lily. Um fuck serious now i will admit that's just because i you know am a little in love with gary oldman that's fair and, and kill lupin hard to do it but yeah hard to do it hard now if it was the other way i would actually marry lupin still fuck serious and uh and kill james yeah james is the easy kill i think i actually unfortunately have to kill lily but it's just because i think we i don't know her as well <laughs> like I think I have to fuck Lupin and marry Sirius or vice versa mm. yeah that, that was hard I like always want to marry Sirius but that doesn't really make sense with this group <laughs> I really think it's a bad choice but again I always I have to make it if I was in the presence of Sirius Black, I would have no choice but to fall in love with him. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and then here's your Weasley edition. Have you played this game with us before, Rob? Are you familiar with the option cruise? I am not familiar with the option cruise. All right, so the cruise option means that you are going on a year-long cruise with that person. It's just you and that person. Since we're in the magical world, let's say it runs magically. There's no captain. It's just you and that other person. You live in the same cabin. Okay. For a year. Okay. Platonic okay. or not platonic. Yeah, you can choose it for it to be a platonic or non-platonic cruise. So it's fuck Mary. Now, is that a fourth option or is, does that replace an option? Yeah, no, it's a fourth, fourth option. option. Okay. So you've got Forge. They go together. That's Fred and George. Okay. They're a package deal. Forge, Ginny, Bill, or Char and Charlie. Charlie's the dragon trainer. Let's see. I think, oh, this is tough, especially with the cruise. It is. Cruise is a, it really throws a wrench in it. You, yeah. You've got to really think about who you want to spend a year with. Well, fuck Jenny. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'd go on a cruise with, uh, with Forge. Yeah. Easy. Um, Mary Bill, and I guess that leaves... Uh, killing George, which is sad because I like George Charlie. too. Charlie. Charlie. Oh, Charlie, Charlie, right. George and Fred are who I'm going on a cruise yeah. with, but I would that would leave Charlie to kill. We know yeah. the least about him, honestly. Yeah. See, Bill and Charlie are both fuck options for me. I marry yeah. Jenny, I cruise with Forge, and then... Yeah, I think I kill Bill. 
volume Kill Bill. Volume 17. Yeah, I think I gotta gotta fuck Charlie. See what all that dragon taming is about. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, we, um get into the chapter? Yeah. Um so let's dive right into the literal pensieve. Yeah. Chapter 10, House of Gaunt. Did you um, rename it, Robert? Um, I did. I wrote something down. Let me, I have, I've got notes. Hold on. Pull that up real quick. I think, uh, so I have a few. I've got the House of Gaunt, parentheses, located in Appalachia. <laughs> and I can say that because I grew up in West Virginia. Uh <laughs> or escaped rather. Um, Harry Potter and the not wanting to go into somebody's memory. <laughs> and then I think the last one is inbreeding sucks. Yeah. But the number one was House of God parentheses located in Appalachia. For sure. It definitely has that vibe. It does. You can also say the inbreeding thing because you you grew up in West Virginia. Right, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, also the inbreeding thing is like canon in the Harry Potter universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. they don't say it in this chapter. Yeah, rough, rough, they rough, marry rough. their cousins. Marry them. Um, and nothing else. This is a children's book. If nothing else. Nope. Um, I renamed this chapter Memoirs of Merope. Ooh. Nice. I have to sing mine, but I was just eating, so <clears throat> that's why it sounds bad. Um, <laughs> so excited. Into the unknown <laughs> is the name of my chapter. Very good. Very good. Clap all around. Um, I can haiku it because it's not very good, so I'll go first. Okay. Bob stands up to Gaunt's. Marope is saddest origin. Harry's catching on. Marope is saddest origins is a hilarious sentence. Is it is it Marope or Marope? I was it's saying Marope. Marope, it was just too many syllables. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> That's what her friends call her, Marope. That's what I kept saying in my mind all this time. That's why I was like, uh-oh, do I have to change one of my haikus? No, no, no. I don't think I used her name, though. All right. Um, your haiku is probably stellar. So yeah. I'm also going to go before. You're, we're going to end on a high. Uh, okay, sure. Mine is bad. <laughs> also. Albus's first lesson, the pensieve reveals the gaunts. Voldemort's family. There's a colon after the Gaunt's colon Voldemort's family. It is Voldemort's sure, sure, family. Yeah. So there we go. Everything uh, is factual. <laughs> I have three haikus. So the first one is Dumbledore's lessons are not what Harry expects. Wow. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> then I have Voldemort's mother was abused by her father. His ring was cool, though. Yeah, yeah. And then, finally, is Harry surprised Dumbledore has more secrets? He should learn this shit. Yikes. 
These are solid haikus. Solid life lessons. More creative than ours. Yes, just great. I'm really appreciating your method of just like roasting characters of the (laughs) chapter through haiku. And I feel like we should do that more often, Maul. How do you feel? Yeah, so how do you feel about Dumbledore in this chapter? (laughs) About the what? About Dumbledore in this chapter. Um, I, I... I highlighted his last line to Larry, uh, to Larry, to Harry, Larry Pasha, to uh, Harry. <laughs> I know this is later on, um, so I might. I'll I'll get there when we come to. All right, yeah, we'll save it. The end of the chapter. I have a point to make. Yeah, but I'm saying to Alex before we started. I don't have a lot of notes, but the notes I did take are like very long, like intricate notes about like the whole series. <laughs> All right, are we ready to jump into some notes? Yes. Ma'am. I said, um, I want the Half-Blood Prince to be a woman too, Hermione. Like, I get that you want that representation, Mm -hmm. but Harry has a good point with the whole Prince thing. (laughs) Don't they bring up later that maybe it's somebody's last name? Yeah, yeah, which it yeah. actually which is. is another good point. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like what Harry's hated just like feels like a dude. Like yeah. I kind of feel that when I was reading it. Like I always thought it was a guy. Well, this is like how I felt when I started watching The Mandalorian because I was like, ugh, wouldn't it be great if Mando was a woman? He just had a voice changer or something. Yeah, you just that like that's that's canon people. within the Star Wars universe. Like, yeah, well, and I want desperately for them to make a figure of the armor or the Smith, whatever you want to call her, because I kind of felt like, don't get me wrong, IG eighty eight was a total or IG eighty eight, IG eleven was such a badass in the last episode, but she was amazing and whooped their asses. Yes, with hammers. <laughs> a blessing, a truth. Right. Yeah, right. I'm hoping we get some some revisits, some 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 new some old characters back in the new season. I know that's not really the But Harry, it just feels like a dude. <laughs> just feels like a dude. Um well, no, I mean, not to sound sexist or anything, but um, I wish Hermione would just like try it once. She's just like so adamant that it's like bad and this he just shouldn't be doing it. It's beating her. <laughs> right. So like lean in a bit. Um Dumbledore really couldn't just let Harry get out of that detention. Yeah. He had to reschedule it. What do you think Snape told him that the detention was for? Um, well, he like was mean to me in class, so I had to give him a detention. He was back talking me. Inconsiderate. Doesn't respect authority, just like his father. Something like that. I bet it went something like that. And then Dumbledore was like, what specifically did he do? And then Snape had to tell him, and then Dumbledore had to conceal a laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, does Dumbledore even really care about Harry anyway? Does not just want to win his little fight? Yikes! 
Oh I boy. believe in my heart of hearts that he does care about Harry. I also no, know because of the Harry. because of the end of book four and everything, we realized that he kind of figured out a way he could have both Harry and save everybody. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a short note on Trelawney <laughs> before we get into the- her little crazy rant. Yeah, but oh, yeah. wasn't crazy. She was right, and <laughs> she doesn't even know it. Um, also, very specific, like card. There's a boy with dark hair who doesn't like you. <laughs> Classic. Um. Yeah, somewhere around there, I had a. Uh, around this part I had highlighted uh highlighted highlight whatever uh when Harry asks if it has to deal with the prophe- prophecy and Dumbledore responds it has a very great deal to do with the prophecy said Dumbledore as casually as if Harry had asked him the next day's weather and I certainly hope that it will help you survive I'm like does he say that part also as casually as talking about the weather is he like yeah I mean you know hope I can help you live I guess I think so. Yeah. Also, <laughs> will help kill you, but bonus, I guess, kind of if you survive. Yeah, it would be a real bonus if you could keep living, Harry. But like, I'm not sure if that'll be the case. So, but I think that this conversation that he has before that statement does give me like more of a pass for Dumbledore because he's basically like, we. I am guessing at this point. And if I say something and I'm wrong, it's such a bigger deal than if I just don't say anything at all, we're just, just let you kind of figure it out. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think that's a pretty okay pass. I guess. (laughs) I also have down. Dumbledore sympathizer. I mean, we like critique him a lot, but he's still one of my favorite characters at the end of the day. No. I like Dumbledore. I just I give Dumbledore a lot of crap, but I do see the point of him being kind of reckless with Harry's life. But then also it's like Harry's life is the trolley problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, why is he so reckless with Harry's life before he needs to be, you know? Like, I mean, shouldn't he be completely and utterly protecting him? totally up until the moment where he's not supposed to well I think uh, one thing and then molly has a theory that is great for this okay. but the first i think and we say this a lot in the podcast that he has to be prepared so if he's sheltered and never has to face anything or fight anything then he's That's definitely fair. not gonna uh he's definitely not going to defeat Voldemort at the end and then Molly do you want to go into your theory sure. and I and on that piggybacking it's also like I think that's his way of showing that he loves him is like I want you to have like as full of a life as possible um but my theory and I have a note about it um actually right here is um so we think that Dumbledore is going back in time over and over again and playing out all these different scenarios and which Mm -hmm. one will actually be like the one that will finally finish Voldemort. And he's like realized after going back in time that like he has to die and that he can't tell Harry this yet and like knows when to have these conversations and how much to tell him. That's interesting. Um, And I, my note on the, for this chapter was like, 
you said that he like acquired this memory and I'm wondering if he maybe went back in time all of these different places to uh, secure all of these memories because it just like how did he just happen to get Bob Ogden's memory like how long has he been working on this right and you said that you think fifth year is when he does a lot of it like last year because you don't know which Dumbledore you're really getting in that book and that would make sense that like last year whatever he was like really kind of frazzled interesting once he dies he can't go back in time I think that's like the end right right um but I love the line I think you had this in one of your haikus, Rob, that this time you entered the pins with me and even more unusually with permission. <laughs> I, I I did, I got that one as well. And I was like, yeah, okay, with permission, like you totally didn't leave it out for Harry last time. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, technically he didn't have permission, but like Dumbledore do. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he was setting traps. traps. Okay. Yeah. The more Dumbledore brushes him off about this whole hand thing, like, I think Harry asks, like, three more times, why is your hand like that? Classic. Um. Um. I'm, like, in the memory now, if everyone else. I'm in the memory, too. I'm trying to, my note is bad. It was just, like, I just think it's so fun to go into this memory of Bob Ogden's, okay? What a friend, Bobby. I love Bob. Love Bob. He's a stand-up dude. He is. He's just, like, a quality guy. Yeah. My first note, though, was on the whole clothing situation, which this is in the fourth one a lot, too, but are wizards just like dumb or are wizards like they think that muggles like look that ridiculous when they wear clothing (laughs) yeah I I was thinking I said I was thinking of all of the wardrobe pieces that have been brought up of wizards trying to imitate humans I thought this one was perhaps the most peculiar of of a frock over a an old one piece bathing suit (laughs) hilarious like you've seen muggles like do they look that ridiculous i don't understand why wizards and i've said this before why don't (laughs) they understand what pants are what are they wearing under their robes they are so confused specifically by pants like usually they can get the top section kind of right but pants is where they really just cannot compute. You know? They like a breeze down there. I, I, I think it is canon that every wizard only wears, like, long dresses. Well, it's like this. It's Scotland. I mean... Harry wears trousers literally all the time. It's part of their uniform. They could just wear their Hogwarts uniform and blend in with muggle children they just have to take off the robe but that's only in the movies wizarding culture says you should never leave your your wand sheathed you know uh give it some yeah that's true i I, (laughs) I, you know if i had a nickel every time i heard that one a galleon yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, but the trousers aren't aren't there trousers in the uniform in the books? Doesn't it say that? No. Mm-mm. What are they wearing on the bottoms? I have okay. such. It's like you know how like Dumbledore wears like those long ones. Like I think that's like it's supposed to be like a nightgown kind of thing. But some they take off their cloak all the time in public like you have a cloak that like an outdoor cloak and like a regular cloak I think I have so many questions I have no idea and in the illustrations in the book Harry is wearing pants and their robe is just like over it yeah that's fair I mean even uh even at the top of this uh Hermione's helping hand the next chapter he's got little pants good point yeah Yeah. I mean I don't know I have cues and now I'll never get them because I'm not wizards rolling about maybe wizards think of pants and trousers maybe that's their underwear um so like you can every now and again but just to go out in public showing your underwear well that's just strange I think that's a great theory Rob yeah we'll uh, we'll keep that one as a good (laughs) Um, does Harry know that like the graveyard was in Little Hangleton because this is like gonna cause crazy PTSD he was not given any warning right <laughs> I feel like he doesn't know yeah and wouldn't be like Dumbledore to give him a trigger warning either he would just be like <laughs> this is Rise, graveyard. Knowing Dumbledore, Dumbledore was probably like, it'll be like a little bit of a hint about who we're here to see. Just a little, you know. A little tease. (laughs) Hey, uh, hey, Harry, is that, uh, that graveyard, I don't know, remind you of anything? Just look familiar. Who do you think it's, uh, bothering here? (laughs) Although, um, I guess Tom Riddle's just given that time, maybe he would have only recognized the large Tom Riddle tombstone and it wouldn't have been over there yet. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He probably doesn't know. It's like five miles from like the house. Yeah. And it would have changed drastically over the decades. So he might not know. Yeah. Might not recognize it. Still. But that would be great. Like if Dumbledore slightly had to push in Harry. He was like, oh, and uh, real quick, uh, you're going to see some stuff that might scare you later. Push. Yeah, just like, ah, here you go. Throw you into the wolves. Throw you into the bones. Yeah. Of my precious muggle father. I was also wondering, did, was there any information, once they're in the memory, does Dumbledore want to discover these things with Harry, or does he need Harry in this memory to translate the parcel tongue later. I, think I was thinking about that, but he doesn't like ask Harry about it. What it is, yeah. I mean, it's so, nothing important, I, think I guess, but. Dumbledore can probably like, or has already translated this parcel tongue. I think Dumbledore is specifically teaching, taking Harry through this memory to like, be instructive to Harry so that Harry is familiar with where Voldemort comes from you know yeah yeah I also wouldn't put it past Dumbledore to like learn a little bit of Parseltongue not like he could speak it like Harry or Voldemort can but 
because he's just supposed to be so good at languages. Yeah. Or definitely had it translated. I mean, I don't know who would translate it. Maybe when he, like, tracked down Morgan, but... Or Marvolo. I'm sure there... I mean, I guess you can't read it. I guess it's not, like, a a written language, so you couldn't... But I'm sure there are, like, translator spells and things like that, potentially. I just remembered this, and I think I realized this another time I was reading it. There's, like, a contradiction, like, in this book. Like, Dumbledore says that he thinks Marvolo just, like, died because he stopped eating or, like, whatever. He couldn't take care of himself. But in later in this book, we find out that Voldemort, like, killed his, killed Marvolo to get I thought I thought we find out that Voldemort killed his brother. Killed, um. Morphin? Killed Morphin. But, um. I had that thought, too. When I get the memory from Morphin, though. Yeah, I think. But just given the time frame that Dumbledore is talking about here, what makes it? Because he says, you know, that uh, Marvolo died before Morphin was even released. Oh yeah. A couple years later, from. Oh yeah, he like knocks out Morphin, maybe, and like, like breaks on the house. Maybe it is Morphin, not Marvolo. Yeah. I think it is, because I had that same thought while I was reading, and I was like, maybe it is just Morphin, because that, like, you know, when you have, like, you're not positive about a memory, but it, like, tickles at the back of your head, like, it seems familiar. Mm-hmm. But he does go and kill the grandparents and Tom. Of course, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I guess he wouldn't have killed Morphin. Um, you mean Marvolo? Yeah, but I think I was getting it mixed up. I think Marvolo was just already dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think Morphin's the one wearing the ring. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I was just getting a little mixed up. No contradictions. I take it back. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are some. <laughs> um, I think this is such an incredible view, first view of the family. If we wanted to delve into to the that to what we are really seeing here and in the yeah. time of our lives right now um you said Appalachia Rob I said Appalachia <laughs> um I don't know if this is overstating it but I said the Gonsar confederate toting ex-NASCAR fans statue worshiping ex-KKK because they were too crazy Yikes. <laughs> Woof. But that, that is, I mean, that is my first thought. <clears throat> and they don't want to wear a mask. Anti vax. Yikes. I I think it's a really um complex image. They she's she who must not be named has set <laughs> up here um, because I think it really is like she really has narrowed down this great view of what um, it's like to be like in a low socioeconomic like place in the world where none of your people even respect you. And it's it's when you're in that position it's nice to have people that are below you 
that you can pick on or that you can discriminate against because then you're not lowest on the totem pole anymore. Yeah. I just feel like she, she who must have a name did do a really good job of writing, especially Marvolo. Like, I feel like mm. I know this person. Oh, right. I know this person. I, I have walked. Not an exaggeration. I've yeah. walked by this house. I've, you know, like every single description of them is perfect. And I think everyone who reads this book knows who that family is and what that family looks like. Well, and uh, <clears throat> Marvolo is definitely the wizarding version of uh, Karen, of all Karen. Make it worse. <laughs> but yeah, a little, a little, a little Karen-y on the Karen yeah. side. Somebody was like, what's the white male version? I think there was like a Chad or a... Uh... Brett, maybe. Yeah, Brett. Brett. I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, he does say, do you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> just like shoving the ring in his face, like, well, you know what this is? You know who my family is? Like, no, I didn't read your letter. Like, I don't have time for that. I'm also I always read your letter, no. That the ring of, that the ring of God, like, I know the reason why Dumbledore took him there was to show the ring and the necklace so they can learn more about Horcruxes and what they are. But I kind of feel like, he took Harry there, and maybe he says this later on, but he took Harry there to gain a little sympathy almost for, so Harry could have sympathy for his enemy, like to understand we're all people. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's a great, uh, a great observation. I, I think it also helps, you know, for the, for like we are a lot of the books, it also helps us gain sympathy for the enemy like it makes Voldemort a much more interesting villain to understand like where he came from um I always 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 just remember my first time reading that like Voldemort's parents like that his conception was like a product of rape and it was like it's very messy that whole situation and her being abused and then like in turn like abusing tom riddle senior it's yeah a lot Her life is so sad and depressing. yeah i was also wondering the fact that his father was under either a charm or a love potion um which is a terrible thing that you know that she that uh Merope yeah um but I was wondering the fact that his fa that Voldemort's father was under a potion or under a spell or whatever while being conceived, did that give Voldemort like a little boost in power, like natural ability? I think it's something else. I remember reading that like people who were born under love potion can't do something or like it, there was like something about it. I'm gonna try and look it up. It explains like his inability to love. I think is what she was saying like it, it like makes him a little like stunted and sure. sociopathic I yeah. think is what they're getting at um also while we were talking I had a an idea for a new 90s style tv show called uh Mighty Morphin Inbred Uncle oh yeah um 
Apparently, I was just going to say, Snape says in one of the books that um, someone conceived under such means will never be capable of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, just means Bellatrix is... I know it's not this chapter. It's but, uh, but Narcissa doesn't have that problem. No, I meant like he's never gonna love Bellatrix back. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say, are Narcissa and Andromeda are able to love? So I don't know what's up with Bella. <laughs> no, she loves. She loves. She loves deeply. <laughs> that Walburga. She got it on. She got it on consensually. That was their aunt, I think. Well, it's Sirius's aunt, but... Well, Burke's his mom. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're correct. What were you saying, Rob? I know it's a future chapter, but I constantly uh, joke with Serafina about the, uh, the part in the book where... Dumbledore takes Harry to the orphanage and they see a young Voldemort and Dumbledore is there to get Voldemort out and Voldemort tells him or you know at the time I guess Tom Riddle tells him all these horrible things that he's done and Dumbledore you know takes him anyway and I've always just been like sometimes in my dreams I light people on fire. (laughs) Yes very good straight on the Hogwarts fine edition. (laughs) you know put those put those trinkets back (laughs) it is it is trying to kill people now we're off to hogwarts yeah especially in the movie when you see it all laid out and him like creepy with his little like and i like and i uh, um um i do bad things to people And I'm like, uh, cool. I mean, you, you knew he was trapping children in, uh, in abandoned uh, caves and you still let him in your school to learn more magic? Or maybe he's like reaching out because he has a problem and you gave him nothing. <laughs> Yikes. Honey, like my, uh, my Dumbledore impression, by the way. Oh, yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Dumbledore goes right from Jude Law right to that impression. <laughs> Speaking of, I wish so badly that Ewan McGregor had played young Dumbledore. That would have... Uh. Everybody, that's the big fan fave. Like, I don't mind eyes. Jude Law. And it's 100% because Jude Law is sexy. <laughs> I just want to take a couple of moments to lift up Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I like when um, he's like, well, we sent you an owl. And he's like, well, I don't use owls. I don't open letters. And he's like, well, then you can hardly complain that you didn't get a warning of visitors. <laughs> like, he does not back down. No fucks. Which is cool because, I mean, it is demonstrated later that he is a little scared and intimidated to be there. And it's not until his life is actually on the line that he finally leaves for backup. But it's nice when someone who is scared still continues to. Right. And he doesn't rise to the bait either because the whole time Marbolo is like, um, 
you mud blood, you bud traitor, like, like yeah. awful things. And he's like, I don't I'm fine. Relevant. <laughs> I don't see how my blood status is relevant. What we're talking about here is that your son um, tortured a muggle. So can we get back to that? I also, like, assume that he's not a muggle-born, but he's just, like, I'm not going to give him that satisfaction. Yeah. Right. Um, I do appreciate that Morphin gave us a little poetry, some, uh, a little haiku of his own. Yeah. You want to, you want to share that with the rest of the class? Hissy, hissy, little snakey, slither on the floor. You be good to Morphin, or he'll nail you to the door. Thanks, Morph. It's a little longer than 17 syllables, but... <laughs> what, uh, what do you think that previous snake did that got him nailed to the door? Maybe tried to bite him. <laughs> I just... I think it's very sad that he's having all of these conversations with these snakes. Well, I hope that in the next Fantastic Beast movie, if we if if it ever comes, now won't get into that. But if we ever get another Fantastic Beasts movie, I hope we get a whole backstory onto the snake nailed onto the door. Me too, man. Yeah, I guess we'll be like kind of around that timeline cuz I was trying to think, I think this is the 40s um that we're in for this part for this memory yeah we've gotta be because it's like before Voldemort is even like considered being conceived so mm. and I'm pretty sure Voldemort was born in like 1945 or something I can look it up and I'll just another Bob quote was oh he was um, born in the 20s oh Tom Riddle was born December 31st, 1926. Then I guess I did my math wrong. Not, not surprising. Because <laughs> huh. I'm pretty sure when the series starts, he's like supposed to be 68 or something. Well, he can't, well, he is, we know 50 years ago, he's 17 in the second one. Yeah. Or maybe Hagrid 68, and I was basing it off that. Yeah, I mean, it says he's died at age 71. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah, I mean, I was wrong, but, like, I, I was, I also just counted badly, but thank you for looking that up. But he is in his 60s at the beginning of the series. Yeah. Um, I know I had like like actually done the math one time, so um, and I was trying to think of like Haggard because they're like almost they're around the same age, but I always forgot that Baltimore's older than Hagrid. Yeah. Um. Okay, so twenties. Which isn't that when Fantastic Beasts is? Is like that's when the first it. one is. So well, second one's twenty seven. I think the first one's twenty six. Second one's 27. That's I just looked up that when the second one was. Nice. Yeah. So it is um, around the time. Surprised that they didn't, even though like there's no reason for them to, but there wasn't a reason for a lot of things in that movie. I'm a little surprised they didn't just throw in a some power was recently born or something and like a prophecy or something. Yeah. 
Mm. They've got their own prophecy shit to deal with. Um, Or like maybe a Marvolo mention. I don't know how they would have done that, but. Well, in the first Fantastic Beast movie, they could have just said, someone could have said something about uh, Ogden having trouble Oh, that would have been really clever. Yeah, that would have been nice. We should have looked out like when we're more with the ministry, um, if we meet like an Ogden. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be cool. Meet Uh, Bobby. Bobby in real time. My friends call me Bobby Oggs. Bobby (laughs) Oggs. The other sassy note was um, what teaching a filthy muggle lesson that's illegal now, is it? Yes. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is. So um, don't want to get too, too political, but I'm going to anyway. Why start now, right? <laughs> um, it's like, meh, killing unarmed Black people, still illegal. Like, hmm. Hmm. What, it's illegal to like protect myself? Yeah, you murdered somebody. It is. You should go to prison. <laughs> huh. Just a lot, a lot, a lot was um, brought up um, in this chapter. Um, I just, full disclosure, um, for a book club that Molly, Serafina, and I are a part of, um, we are reading The Hate You Give right now. And, uh, I'm, so I was just going into this chapter already fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Riled. Riled. Um, I have like a long kind of note that might get us on a discussion. So if there's some other stuff people want to talk about before that. No, I'm I'm ready. I've been saying, because like I said, my notes were very like free form because of the nature of the chapter. So you guys lead the way. Um, or did you have some notes? Rob, I don't know how far um, ahead I was getting. No, I think the uh, the next, the the only other note from around this was uh, the fact that, excuse me, that Marope does, it's awful what she did to Tom Riddle, but the fact that she, this sort of sad hope uh, that maybe he had grown to love her back and then she stops giving him the yeah yeah and just that she like loves this muggle despite like how she grew up like yeah uh, yeah yeah. so I had a question about the Gaunts like and if they went to Hogwarts which I'm thinking they didn't go yeah Um, and it's maybe like in solidarity with Slytherin because he left but yeah that just kind of started me to think like if you choose not to go to Hogwarts like, I guess there's nothing stopping you from, like, buying a wand or, like, using, like, mm-hmm. ancestors. But, like, how does that work? Because people get their wands snapped for being expelled. So there's just, like, people, like, wizards about that never got training and they're just, like, doing their own thing. I think it's probably similar to, um, to, uh, to if it's illegal to not go to like high school for a certain amount of years like if you can prove that your kids are being homeschooled in some way that then they can still have their magic but I think when your wand gets snapped for being expelled it's because it's like well you went too far it's a similar charge to like the underage wizardry so if 
So I bet Morphin probably gets his wand snapped. I'm using a lot of air quotes. I also wonder if the wand snapping thing, I feel like there's two levels because we've talked about this with Newt being expelled and then like versus Hagrid. Mm -hmm. I think that there's like, you get your wand snapped if you broke like an actual wizarding law, not just a school rule. Right. And like, I'm thinking Newt got expelled for like breaking a school rule, but he didn't break a wizarding rule. So he didn't actually get like his wand snapped for life. Right. There's different... I kind of assume once you're an adult, you know, once you're 17, you could, if you're a wizard, you could probably just go and purchase it and be like, hey, and I have a wand now. Yeah, but like Hagrid never buys a new wand. That's because Hagrid is like loyal to Dumbledore and like the system. Also, Ollivander knows like whose wand got snapped, I think. Right, but also Hagrid's like, I don't need a new wand. I have my umbrella. Yeah. Hagrid doesn't buy a new wand because Hagrid has his old wand. Yeah. I also wonder if because it's like the 20s, maybe there was a law passed later on that like you're, maybe like at this point, like you didn't have to send your kids to Hogwarts. Right. Maybe because of Morphin, they were like, okay, every kid needs to go to Hogwarts. Every child must attend Hogwarts. Or some other school. Right. Because we um, talked about that. Like, if you're not educated in magic, like, can you get a wand, basically? I forget what we were talking about, but that came up another time, Alex. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to, I'm trying to think about it when it would have. But, yeah, I do think there are probably, like, there are different levels and different rules. We're, like caught up with what I've said about the um the most part of the the memory like Morphin where's your sibling code at like why would you yeah like why are you such a tattletale Morphin yeah I mean and you he gave Tom Riddle hives to try to at least make her not attracted to a muggle and, you know, be like, see, uh, you don't like him anymore, right? Huh? Right. Maybe that's his form of love. Yeah, yeah. I did think about that, though. Like, it is interesting that his first, like, move wasn't to go tell their father. Like, he he did, like, punish Tom Riddle first. Mm -hmm. And then he catches her staring at him again. And then he's like, Nah, yeah, I gotta rat you out, sis. Yeah, especially like with the ministry now being there. Not that he's like worried about that, but he's like, I don't know. Maybe that's like contributing to, like, it's right. all coming to the surface. Yeah, and he's clearly not all together. Yeah, there. his head is not quite, quite right. In breeding, Mama said my brain ain't right. But also, like, that, the view of the, the riddles talking about him, like, that boy's not right, like, uh, that whole conversation that we overhear with the riddles, like, yeah, yeah, oh, my darling, oh, don't look at it, (laughs) 
but yeah, that they notice it too, that he's Yeah. Off. Even with the memory charm. Right, with the memory charm and with uh and with them being a wizard. Like above he's odd because they're wizards. Like Morphin is like extra odd. Yeah. Um, I had, well, so I'm done with the memory. I'm at, like, talking about Dumbledore and stuff. Yeah, same. I think, and you guys were probably kind of saying this earlier, but, like, I think that these, like, lessons are really just, like, a test to see what Harry's capable of. Mm-hmm. And that he kind of has, like, a low bar for Harry. He's like, good job! You recognize the name! <laughs> He's like, did you recognize the name Riddle Harry? The name Marvolo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Harry's like, I literally have saved the world five times now. Give me a little credit. But I do think it's part of Dumbledore just like being a genuine teacher at heart because he does like Harry to like say it and not him say it. Right, to spell it out. (laughs) It's better if you learn on your own. Yeah. But he does teach Harry how to put this mystery together, how to solve this specific, pardon my pun, riddle. Yeah. Who? Who? <laughs> I want a, I want a copy of the gaunt, or a, you know, a replica of the gaunt ring. And there are a few out there, but I have a design in my own head. But it's one of my favorite objects in the books. The ring. Yeah. And I, I think. Also- constantly forgetting that it's both a hollow and horcrux and i'm surprised that's not brought up again more so later when in book seven when he starts thinking literally hollows versus horcruxes Mm -hmm. Um, right and i had this cue and this is gonna be a really dumb question so we might need to cut it molly (laughs) (laughs) um molly we might have to cut it Okay. But I was like, how do they, are the Peverils also linked to Slytherin? That's what I was thinking too. Right. Am I, like, is this, this read through the first time I'm really thinking about if Harry is also a descendant of Salazar? That's what I was thinking, but I think it's like the middle brother. Like, and I know they're all brothers, but like, it like went down his family line. And I think his family line had went to like Slytherin and like the other brother's family line went somewhere else. But like, they're still linked. Like they are still. But like, I think Slytherin's y- younger. So it's not like Slytherin and then the Peverils. The Peverils are older. Right. Right. Well, and I also remember, I think the first time I read it through, they may have even brought it up because I feel like I have a memory at some point of being like, oh, then. Harry and Voldemort are like distantly related. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like they're distantly, which is interesting that it's never brought up. Like that's so interesting that in a they are both come from the one of the most famous pure blood blooded families of like origin. But I think it's more that like both of their family trees can be traced back to like one family, but I think it's kind of implied that every wizarding family goes back to the Peverils. Like, they're the first wizards. Mm. 
I think well, it's what it's I don't think they're the first wizards though because it they make a big deal about or at least Dumbledore is when he's explaining the invisibility cloak that it's like a big deal that Harry and James and them are related to the Peverells. I think they have like the direct line is why I'm assuming he has the cloak but I think it's like kind of implied like they received the first magic like that's kind of like it's part of it being a fable but um, yeah that was my interpretation of it is that they are technically related but it seems like every pure blood family is ultimately can be traced back hmm interesting we'll have to like when we get to that bit in the seventh one really delve into that because I've never interpreted it that way I've always seen it as something as being like a high honor but maybe maybe you're right maybe that's because there are so many non like technically pure-blooded um families really left so it's sort of like you know the DAR, like the daughters of the American Revolution, like you have to prove that yeah. you are uh, uh, related to um, the Peverells to really be considered right. a true pure blood. And that's kind of what like Sirius is saying, like all the pure blood families are related. Right. Like Malfoys and the Blacks and the Potters are probably like it's all mixed in there kind of. But, like, to varying degrees, obviously. I mean, that's just how I kind of interpreted it. No, it makes a lot of sense. I was, like, so happy that Merope got out. But then I was, like, but then she, like, date-raped her husband. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, and then, like, gave birth to Voldemort. But there was, like, something about it. I was, like, I was just, like, wanted her to get out of that house. That's true. I did want her to escape the abuse. I didn't want her to then go and abuse someone else. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a rough situation for her. Did you have any more notes, Rob? Robert? Sorry, I was looking up about the first wizards and everything in Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, kind. Um... The first wizard outside the tribal shamans was, I can't pronounce this name, uh, but it was a fellow who lived in Egypt in 2600 BC. Hmm. And the Peverells were later, it looks like. Yeah, well, because Merlin and everything is a wizard, so it can't be like... Like they like wizards are descendant from like Merlin and Morgana. Oh, Merlin was more recent. In comparison to the Peverells, at least. Oh. I don't know. I just, I don't know, fables, like, the way that that book was written, I just assumed it was, like, you know, at the beginning of time. Oh, not the beginning of time, but, like, you know. Right. Back. Back, back. But right. I, I know, like, proof. And, like, actually, I always, like, say this stuff, and we never look it up. So I appreciate you looking Yeah, up. we appreciate it, Rob. Someone, like, checking us on our, our facts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, please check us because we're just. Well, like... I just got curious. I was like, huh, good question. Um, I I think I have one last note, and it's, uh, but it's no longer in the Gaunt. I don't know how far you all are. It's no longer in the Gaunt timeline. It's just Harry and. Oh yeah, yeah. we're past we're past Gaunt timeline. But Not it, the Gaunt. 
it's a it's a Dumbledore's last last bit to Harry, where Harry has already mentioned like the hand and how long he's had the ring and everything. And then right before he exits, Harry hesitated. Dumbledore was smiling. Sir, how exactly? Too late, Harry. You shall hear the story another time. Good night. Good night, sir. Wait. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't get the impression that it was uh that it was that late at night or that like Harry must be on his way. It's just like Dumbledore being like, nope, if you would ask me just one minute ago, maybe I would have told you, but you didn't. <laughs> I had the same read of it. Too late. Oh, missed nope. it. <laughs> missed it. Didn't get it. Time for my evening sherry, Harry. Go on. Bye-bye. I have a meeting later. Wait. Um, I, well, I want to talk about the ring too a little bit. I do think it was one very observant of Harry to like know yes. the ring and that he like remembers it and is like so convinced, like, no, I'm pretty sure that those scratches were like this symbol and the coat of arms, like he probably thought it was a coat of arms. Like he puts it together, like in a Hermione like way and very proud of him in that moment. Whether it's like completely realistic or not, I don't care. I'm like, yes, Harry, I'm here for it. <laughs> I think it is realistic, one, because we're looking at, like, 16-year-old Harry, who, again, has saved the world five times now, and two, he's in, like, a, he's in a sleuthing headspace, like, problem-solving. Right, like, he's just been training with Dumbledore, he's been looking for clues. And both Hermione and Dumbledore have taught him to, like, look at patterns, like, right, maybe not consciously on Hermione's part, but, like, that's just what I mean. Like it, it's in a Hermione like way, like looking for those patterns, kind of. Maybe Dumbledore is just so impressed that Harry did piece that together just now that he doesn't want to continue with Harry tonight in fear that Harry will immediately like disappoint him after this. Be like, oh, you were doing so well. <laughs> also, Dumbledore's clearly got his like lesson plan. He's like, I don't reveal the hand lesson plan until we've done this video project. Right. <laughs> he's like um don't move ahead of the class harry i'm the only one in the class <laughs> don't move ahead that's my harry i'm out. the only one in the class oh, very good harry very good but no more for <laughs> too tonight too late no more for tonight um he does tell him about the hand eventually that yeah but he doesn't tell him it's killing him but i also think even if anything, if anything, explaining the hand opens a whole other can of worms that they really can't get into tonight. Right. Like, yeah. he truly is like jumping the gun. And like the destroying. Now, if we talk about this shit, we'll be up till five in the morning. Right. He hasn't even explained Horcruxes yet. He can't talk about destroying them. Exactly. Um, and he does tell him. So that's the other thing with Dumbledore. I'm like, he does, he is planning on telling him. It's just got to be in the right time. Time yeah. is everything with Dumbledore. Um, but that was my last note too, was on that stuff. What you doing today? Um, oh, we go into- I didn't have a quiz question. That's what I was gonna say. I have a quiz question. Right. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. All right, here's my cue. Y'all ready? Ready. What did Humphrey Beldrum believe it was the right time for? Ooh, ding, ding, ding. Yes? A cheese cauldron. Correct. <laughs> I almost made a note of that. 
I thought that, that was, was funny. So funny. That was a great quiz question. Thank you. Um, I think I didn't make a note of it because I was like, someone else will bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I bet Alex will talk about that. <laughs> Honestly, same. I want a cheese cauldron. <laughs> oh, God. No, I don't think so. Mm, I do. It's like a bread bowl. I, I was just going to say, I would no. do a bread bowl cauldron and like cheese. <laughs> Honestly, in the wizarding world, they're not called a bread bowl. It's like, do you want your soup in a bread cauldron? Do you think he would have enchanted the cheese so it wouldn't melt? Or would he let that problem slide? Hence the problem of the cheese cauldron. It just would have melted. Also like the smell. Yeah, it's probably not great. It's probably what kind of cheese, you know? We have yeah. more cues. Dumbledore, where are these quizzes and videos on this? Where are those answers, Dumbledore? <sighs> the Life and Lies. Am I right? It's just a huge book on the uh, invention of the cheese cauldron. And the destruction. Massive. That's what I want. Do you think that's in the new um, Hogwarts A History uh, book that we received? History. That we got read by Natalie Dormer. Is this a real thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't it's, know that. <laughs> it's a real book that um, She Who Must Not Be Named came out with. Um, about the history of the Wizarding World, and the audiobook of it is read by Natalie Dormer. Well, I'm gonna have to check this out then, because I remember, I know years ago, she was planning on basically doing a large Harry Potter world encyclopedia, mm -hmm. and she started on that. I think that became Pottermore, and she ditched the idea of this large Harry Potter encyclopedia, but I still want one. Mm. Yeah, yeah um, I like that too. Same. I mean, I guess you could compile, but the same some the, some of our Pottermore information that we're getting from the encyclopedia is like not what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I want stuff that's only in the books too, like that, and like can you can see like where it was mentioned. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I could make this. <laughs> you probably could. Um. Just like, yeah, like an index, kind of. You want, like, the wikis. Like, you want, like, a published version of yeah. that yeah. Harry Potter wiki. I would, I would love just, like, charts and graphs as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I mean, I, I don't dislike some of the stuff that's come out afterward. Like that. No, I don't hate all of it. But I like I, a Yeah. I just want, um, you know, let's not get out of hand. Let's yeah. not talk about them at a school sh shitting in the hallway <laughs> um well let's wrap up um what did um everyone give points how many points for this chapter and rob i didn't tell you the scale there is no scale we're all over the fucking place with it um i gave ah. this chapter 130 points because i love the all of the videos i'm gonna keep calling them videos <laughs> well, those are probably my favorite parts like it's that combined with i feel like we do get a lot of day-to-day -day life of the wizarding world um just like normal stuff and i think those two those and the videos as you call them um is probably why this is my favorite book yeah agreed 
I gave it a hundred points. A solid chap. Yeah. Not so my fave of the memories, but like do sure. really love it. I give it a hundred and twenty-seven green grapes. Ooh. Green grapes. Green grapes. Um, my champ was the one and only Bobbers, Bobby, Bobby Oggs. <laughs> Mine was also Bobby Oggs. I didn't know I was supposed to have a champion. Oh no. Well, you can still name one now if you want. Uh, the inventor of the cheese cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, indeed. A champion for us all. And then we also give a rat to somebody we did not appreciate their addition to the chapter. Um, I mean, probably Marvolo. Yeah, yeah. Marvolo's yeah. my rat too. Obvious choice. Because, <laughs> you know, Morphin's the way he is because of him, you know? And, and similar with Marope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. Well, thanks. I, I kind of want to pronounce her name Marope because it, in my mind, it goes with, uh, very much the Appalachian theme. It's like, eh, we'll call this one. I don't know. Marope. I mean, but, it might be, I always just do whatever Jim Dale says, which some people correct me on, including your loose lady over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any? No. <laughs> Uh, chaos, <laughs> um, frenzy. <laughs> oh, I'll have to ask her which which names she <laughs> correct. She's probably more correct. I just only go by Jim Dale. <laughs> yeah, I am supposed. To, I usually go by movie pronunciation, and if they're not pronounced in the movie, then it's however I sounded it out when I was younger. <laughs> I don't think this is in the movie, which is unfortunate. Oh, it should 100% be in the movie. Dumbledore's, I mean, Voldemort's backstory is quite important, I would say. They just glaze over the whole thing. Like, it's it's disappointing. I also don't really like the little kid they got to play Voldemort. He's oh, I do like the little kid. Yeah. He's not, like, charming enough. He's, like, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, from a horror movie. Yeah. And, like, Tom Riddle's supposed to be, like, attractive and, like, charming. I think he's a cute little boy. I just think he's the little sociopath. <laughs> um, like, the Tom Riddle they get for the second movie is perfect. Well, yes. He's, like, yeah. hot and crazy. Yeah. Like, everyone is, like, looking him up. Everybody wants second year. Uh... Like, Oliver Wood. But, like, not only is Dumbledore ignorant when he's like, sometimes I dream about stabby, stabby, merry gold off to Hogwarts. But, <laughs> but, but Slug, Slughorn as well in that movie, it's like, seven, why would you want to split your soul seven times? Oh, just, you know, it's just for, like, research or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, cool. Yeah, but at least Slughorn has shame. Like, Dumbledore yeah. has no shame. You let him into Hogwarts? I let him into Hogwarts. Very good. Brought but I kept a close eye on him. <laughs> um, Dumbledore, he's made mistakes. but Understatement of the century. <laughs> and he has, you know, done it for a century. <laughs> yep. 
but he's also, you know, he's got one big, he's got a couple major wins. So yeah. he's still big daddy D to me. <laughs> to us all. Um, well, thanks for coming on, Rob. Well, thanks for having me on. Of course, we'll have to have you back again. Yeah, absolutely. I would like that. Yeah, maybe for the seventh one. Some Peverils. We'll do full circle. Sounds mm -hmm. good. All right. Um, well, stay magical, y'all. Stay magical. Stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Yeah. Charmed, I'm sure. Do I say this too? <laughs> Only if you feel it. Charmed, I'm sure. You can also come up with your own sign off if you want. I, I'm not that creative. <laughs> Griffin panics whenever he comes on the podcast. Avodka, bye bye. <laughs> Mischief managed. Bum 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 bum.